What is going on everybody? What is going on? It's your host David and I'm back with another episode and today I got a big episode for you guys. A lot of updates on what happened yesterday with winter meetings with the Knicks and what they possibly could do at the trade deadline and the Giants and you know the fucking uh, how do I say it and the situation that they got themselves in especially this Sunday coming up. So I first want to start off with the winter meetings because obviously that's taken over. The big news, Aaron Judge is staying here in New York with the New York Yankees. He signed a nine-year, 360-mil contract and was promised the position as a captain of the team. Now, my opinion is this. Of course, you were going to sign him to that type of money. I don't think the Yankees were not going to try to go after him, considering the fact that they lowballed him on his first offer. Um, he, you know, fought for himself, fought for, you know, his own spot. And when I mean spot, I mean he took a bet on himself. He took a chance on himself, and he won. He automatically won. I think what everybody's shocker was was that, one, the Yankees gave him that type of offer that they gave him. Two, they they didn't, you know, they didn't think he was coming back, and he did. Um, they all thought he was possibly going to the San Francisco Giants. I mean, even word was thrown around that he might have gone to, you know, the Seattle Mariners. You just You just never know. Uh, you know, shout out to the these Twitter spaces. Shout out to Ed. Shout out to Cousins. Shout out to um to Eddie. You know, they do these uh Twitter spaces every night. You know, put in their 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 time. They take time out of their day to do these uh Twitter spaces, and it's it's really fun. You you it's really fun because everybody gets to interact. Anybody could join, but you get the real out of what these conversations are, and these people know what they're talking about. Um, and you know. There was an idea. I think the day the the day before J, Judge has announced had announced, which was on Tuesday, that, and I don't think he announced Tuesday. I think he announced, uh, he announced Wednesday. But Tuesday was when he showed up for w- the winter meetings in San Diego, and, um, you know, we were on the Twitter space and we were floating around with the idea of him possibly, you know, signing with the Seattle Mariners. Um, and everybody thought, damn. That that would be crazy if Seattle would go for him. You know, you add the fact that they just lost Mitch Hanniger, uh, who's very underrated in my opinion. They just lost Mitch Hanniger to the San Francisco Giants. He went back home. So you kind of fill that left field spot with Aaron Judge. You know, you never know. You might have to move Julio to left field. Um, they just got rid of Jesse Winker in a trade. So... A lot of ideas was being flown around, um, but the most two scenarios that was, you know, a reality was the San Francisco Giants and the uh, New York Yankees. It just so happens that on Tuesday, uh, some people like to call him uh, John Hyman, but MLB insider uh, John Heyman had made a mistake, and, you know, nobody knows the full story, but... I think he got might have got a miscommunication, like might might have got a word that Aaron Judge was signing with the San Francisco Giants. Reports started coming out crazy. I mean, I remember I was in my uncle's crib uh, getting a mic for the podcast, and you know I ended up just getting a, an alert that he was signing, and I was so close to just going on Instagram on the Top Bunk Sports Instagram and posting it that. You know, I, I wanted to take time and just go on Twitter and make sure that these other reporters, these other insiders were posting it as well. 
he was the only one that was posting it. And then three minutes after he posted it, he tweeted back up that it was a miscommunication. It was a misunderstanding. The Giants, you know, judge didn't tell the Giants anything about his final offer. And, you know, a lot of people are not speculating. Could that possibly be, you know, could that possibly be what made him decide to go to the Yankees? I don't think it did because, you know, I'm not going to say that it could have happened with the Yankees, you know, that it could have happened with the Yankees and he would have signed with the San Francisco Giants. It could have happened with the Yankees and maybe he would have came back to the Yankees. You know, I think Judge and a lot of people say that it's about the money. I don't think it was about the money. It was clear as day that he, regardless of what him in the front office, what issues they had, it was clear as day that he enjoyed um, being a Yankee. He enjoyed the the fans. He enjoyed the short porch. His relationship with Anthony Rizzo, because you saw Anthony Rizzo, you know, talking to him a lot when you watch these games. Um, him and Anthony Rizzo seemed like they had a connection. Uh, just him loving New York, I'm assuming, and knowing that eventually they're gonna have to give this guy the keys because he is their next best player. Um, and you know that's what they promised him. The reason that I said it's not is not about the money is because the fact that the, the San Diego Padres they offered him something. They they gave him uh, a four. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a four hundred mil ten year or a four ten hundred uh, four hundred and ten million dollar contract for ten years. One of those two, and you know he took less money. So right then and there, that kind of tells you. Uh, that maybe that's exactly what he wanted. He actually wanted a 360 for nine years, or maybe he just wanted to stay a Yankee. Nobody knows, but you know, all Yankees were celebrating. I don't really think that Yankees should be celebrating all the way and thinking that they're gonna make the fucking World Series. Because if you ask me, that same team that got blown out by the Houston Astros and that almost lost uh, the the division series to the to a young core Cleveland. Indians team that that really showed out. This is a team that has no playoff experience. The only one that has playoff experience on that team is their head coach, uh, F- uh Francona and um and uh, Jose Ramirez. Only two people in that organization that has playoff experience, and everybody else do not. So, you know, for that young core who are they're only gonna keep going up from there. I think you build on that. Um. And that's what they did with the signing of Josh Bell because, you know, you get somebody that, you know, he's not so great defensively, but he brings so much depth on the other side of the ball offensively, both left and right sides of the plate. So, you know, that's a big signing. Um, They got their legit first baseman as well or legit DH, however you want to look at it. But. I think with the Yankees, that team that you put together, that you have right now, they're, that's not a that's not a World Series team. And, you know, don't call me a hater because I'm a Met fan. That's not a World Series team, regardless of how you look at it. I don't think that's a World Series team. I think that team, you know, has to add more. They could possibly add more with Carlos Correa if the Yankees want to do that. I don't think they do, considering the fact that their organization went kind of, was one of the teams that went through the whole, you know, cheating scandal with them. Uh, I, I think it would be a very bad look for Cashman because fans are going to rip him a new one as 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 of now. You know, and that's my thing about the Yankee fans is they're so fucking 
they're, 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 they contradict themselves, man. Because if you speak to a Yankee fan now, all they're going to tell you is, hey, you know, we don't need Correa. He's a cheater. He's this. He's that. But if he signs with the Yankees, y'all not going to be talking shit. Because if he starts going off for y'all and y'all have a decent, you know, fucking shortstop who not only can hit the ball like crazy but can play legit defense at short, you're not complaining. You're not complaining. Any, any, any criticism that y'all take for signing somebody that came out of that 2017 Astros team with the scandal that they went through and and you take them you're not complaining because you know then they'll start putting up the production you know maybe and 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 helping your team I think signing Correa and signing Carlos Rendon makes the 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 Yankees much better you have a solid third baseman in Josh Donaldson now obviously I I wouldn't want him on the Mets I'll, I'll keep Escobar um, Escobar gives me a little bit more. He gives me a little bit of power. He 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 he, he hits better than Josh Donaldson. Um, he's quicker than Josh Donaldson, and he plays really good defense at third. Um, so I'll, I'll keep Escobar for another year. They can stick with Donaldson. Um, I necessarily didn't see why they went after him last season, but hey, you know, power to them. Uh, but this isn't me bashing Donaldson. This this is me, you know, putting him in the in the forefront. Of possibly how this team would look if they get Carlos Correa, if they if they were to go after Carlos Correa, obviously they wouldn't. I think they're on the same boat as the Dodgers. The Dodgers came out yesterday and said that they wouldn't sign Carlos Correa because of their fan base and how much they would hate him due to the cheating scandal. But if they were to go in that realm and sign Carlos Correa, you think about it. You have a, like a solid third baseman who covers a lot of ground at third in Josh Donaldson. Then you have somebody like. Carlos Correa, who not only could play really good defense at short, but can hit the fucking ball and can hit a lot of home runs in that ballpark because that ballpark is is a small ballpark, right? And then you have somebody like um, DJ LeMayu, who, you know, really you don't know because now he's hitting, he's at a point in his career where he's hitting a lot of injury, uh, thing, you know, he's hitting injury a lot. He's, you, know, you really didn't see him a lot last season, but I'm sure he's going to come back um, more stronger. You have somebody like DJ LeMayo that could, you know, cover uh, second base and who can hit uh, when he wants to. And then you have Anthony Rizzo, a veteran that, that, you know, although he's not consistent, he's always hitting home runs. He loves that short porch, and he he's a great first baseman. That infield to me is a really good infield. Um, outfield, outfield they would have to fix because it's judge, and then, you know, you're banking on Aaron Hicks to possibly give you something when we all know Aaron Hicks didn't have a great season last year. It looked to me like he was out of sorts. It looked to me like he didn't want to be there. And I'm I'm going to be the first one to put that out. I don't think he wanted to be there at all. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think he wanted to be there at all. I think it was just something that you, you know, you, you look at his body language. I think I remember, what was it against Tampa Bay, where he dropped that, where he dropped that ball um, in fair territory, and he gave up on the play before realizing that it was a fair ball. And it's like, dude, don't fucking stop. Just hustle, even if it was a foul ball. And I get, you know, people be like, yeah, but if you would have kept hustling, he would have pulled something. Listen, it's part of the game. It's part of the game. You get hurt. You you know, you go through your recovery. You get, you bounce back up, and you continue. But I, you know, you hustle all the way. I don't know if he was benched, but I know f- for certain. If, if 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 I was in that position and 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 I was in that manager, I would have a talk with him and I'd be like, "Hey, I'm 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 benching you just so you see what what the situation here. I cannot accept people not hustling, regardless if it, if it's a foul ball. 
go hustle for that ball because you never know. You can get an out there, and that could be a big out for us. You just never know. So I, I think with them, they're, they're, you know, they're they're lacking that. I don't think Ben Detendi helps that issue either. Ben Detendi had a great one, you know, I think his rookie or his second year in the Red Sox, and once they gave him the money like a fucking Julius Randle type of shit where he had a, 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 a good year, his second year with the Knicks, and automatically they believe that he's going to be consistent and they gave him the bag when they shouldn't. You know, anybody would have seen or would have put two and two together and said, hey, he had no pressure there. There was no fans. He wasn't doing, you know, there was nothing really. Obviously, the expectation was to make the playoffs, but, you know, there really wasn't no pressure there. Then, you know, now that fans are coming back and everybody's going to be you know close together let's see what the expectation let's see what he does his second season and if he performs the same way his second season then I'll deserve then he deserved the, the the contract extension that 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 was my thing with that if Julius Randle goes ahead and 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 performs his third year which he obviously didn't he played like shit his third year but if he would have performed his third year like he did his second year and on the COVID year Trust me, he would have got that bag. I would have not been upset because I, 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 I would have understood the move. I didn't understand the move on that part where you gave him where you gave him it after his second year. I would have waited to after his third year. And, you know, I think they fucked up on that. I, obviously, I don't want to jinx nothing now because Randall's playing much better. Um, but we'll get to that at the end. I'm not going to, you know, keep rambling on about that right now. I'll wait on later. But I think... You know, with Benintendi, Benintendi had, you know, one good year. They gave him the bag, and he sucked ever since. Boston didn't want to deal with that. Boston realized a mistake. Yankees picked him up. He didn't do shit for the Yankees. He ended up getting hurt. So, just like I wouldn't want Benintendi, but that's something that the Mets are going to look at, considering the fact that if they don't sign Brandon Nimmo, where it looks like they're probably not going to sign them, and it's going to fucking hurt like it did with the Grom. Uh, they might look into a, a Benintendi, and Benintendi might be back in New York for the New York Mets, and it could either go downhill or it could go up, and he could have a surprising year because a lot of Mets fans don't want him. Um, you know, so I think that outfield needs to be addressed. I think the bullpen needs to be addressed because you know Luazica had a solid year. Um, Chad Green is coming back. Uh, Aroldis Chapman, I don't think is going to be their primary closer anymore. You know, so they they have a lot of issues to really fix when it when it comes to the outfield and their bullpen. Um, I think their offense is solid, uh, and you know, but I don't I don't think I don't think, uh, and I'm not saying their offense is solid now. I think I'm I'm saying that with the projection of them possibly getting Carlos Correa. If they get Carlos Correa, their offense is solid. Right now, their offense isn't shit. So you just sign your superstar back, your 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 uh your future captain. To a 360 deal, 369 year deal, and y'all haven't made any moves to add to that. And you know they're in conversations. The Yankees are in conversations to get Carlos Rodon for their starting rotation. You know you just you just never know. You never know what Cole what you're gonna get out of Cole. Cole had on an okay year last year. He was getting hit up a lot. Uh, so you don't know what you're gonna what you're gonna get out of Cole. You're just expecting that he pitches. You know. 30 games or so and he's you know has a winning record and he's pitching like the Cy Young award winner that he that you know he used to be uh and you had you know you're hoping that uh Nestor Cortez pitches the way he pitched last season you're hoping that um how do I, uh who's this guy uh 
Dominguez pitches, you know, has a better season. You're hoping that Frankie Montas shows what he's capable of and, you know, shows why the Yankees picked him up and, and got him here. So there's a lot of questions within this Yankee, with this Yankee, sorry, Yankee organization. There's a lot of questions. I think, you know, defense, defense has to be addressed first before you can address the offense. Um, but right now, if you ask me, can this team beat a team like, you know, the Houston Astros uh, or a team like the Dodgers or, fuck it, the team like the Mets, I don't think they can, um, you know. Uh, but I could be wrong. Free agency is not over. And, that, you know, time and time again, I keep telling people that, you know, are expecting the Mets to do something right away. The free agency, you know, offseason is not over. It's not over. We still have time to see what the fuck we can do. And I, you know, I am a firm believer in that. I am a firm believer in possibly going ahead and really, you know, adding pieces together. I, I've i said it once and I'll say it again. People have to stop rushing these things just because team come out. I think because you think that guys like, Cohen have so much money that they're just automatically going to run and go grab people at the end of the day. It takes time. Let's also understand that a lot of these owners, like, and I don't mean to bring Steve Cohen up, but, you know, a lot of the situations that he's in and why he doesn't go after these guys, <coughs> excuse me, why he doesn't go after these guys is because of the fact that he really doesn't have uh, control of the TV contracts with, like, SNY. The Wilpons still have their hand in that, which... Excuse me. I had I had something to eat and um, again like very gassy or something like that. Um, the reason that these owners, like these small market owners, are able to you know spend so much money like the Padres because the Padres have control of their of, of their TV uh, contracts. So that money that they get you know that they get from the TV contracts, it, those are that's money that's being given to them so they could sign these players. I'm sure that the that part of that TV contract was able to get you know, Xander Bogarts to the Padres yesterday and sign him for how much they signed him. So Steve Steve Cohen doesn't have that, that luxury, that leverage. He's going out of his own pocket, his own will to go sign these guys. And that's why I don't, I won't be upset if they don't sign Brandon Nimmo. I mean, I heard today that they're considering signing Senga to a five or six year deal. That That's great news to me because I want this kid. This kid is not only super talented on and off the ball, uh, on and off the field, uh, super talented on both sides of the ball. Um, and, you know, to me, I think he is the, how do I say? He is the, 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 the fish on the hook to get Shohan Otani here next year in free agency. Um, Senga and Otani are best friends, uh, and you have somebody that not only the Mets are committed to, you know, keeping and committed to to, to really, you know, pushing out a deal on, uh, but he's at a he's a he he's with a team that is building a winning culture. He's with a team that is building a a, a group that wants to win consistently, wants to win and bring more than one title. Um, New York is gonna love him. Where the city field is next to uh, Main Street, where uh, there is a lot of you know Chinese, Japanese, Korean uh, you know markets and places. Uh, you know Main Street's taken over by the Asian community, so that that right there's another one. You bring a lot of Asian people to come watch them play, and here in New York, and you know New York's a a, a big market. I th I think he would love it here.
I think he understands that the Mets are in a better position than, than the Angels are. Um, and that's he why he would test free. He he's gonna test free agency. Right now he's on that one year deal because the because he avoided arbitration. But he's on that vibe. He is on that vibe. He 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 knows what he's doing. He 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 understands that. You know, he wants to win. He said it. He said, listen, if I'm going to go somewhere else, I want to go to a, a team that's contending. I want to go to a team that, that is in position to make the playoffs and win a title. And that's what he's, you know, that's what we're trying to do. And by getting Senga for a five or six year deal, you're bringing that in. You're bringing him in and you're, you know, you're bringing his best friend in and he's going to want to see that. And you're not going to tell me that Otani doesn't look good at fucking blue and orange. He, he'll look great. Shit. His jersey sales are gonna go off the fucking roof. I'm I'm buying his shit. But my point is is that you know you you bring somebody in like that and you 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 attract people. You attract people. You um and you know I I think going back to the judge thing. I think you know with Cashman signing his extension or his new contract and he's staying there for four years, you had to get him. You had to get him. There was no way you were gonna lose him. There was no way that you, that that shit was going out the window. There was if if if, if my thing is this right now. If he would have signed with a different team, if he would have signed with the San Diego Padres, if he would have signed with the San Francisco Giants, the amount of scrutiny that Aaron Judge would have got. Oh boy, oh boy. Listen, first I I I would have started trolling against Yankee fans because Yankee fans would have been in that position where they couldn't say nothing about the Mets not being able to sign the Grom back. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the thing about the Grom was not it wasn't about him leaving. You know if, if you're you know there there's proof that that there not that there's proof but there's assumptions based off what he said or what he didn't say and you know later after I finish recording this I'm gonna post his full press conference on Top of Sports uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, but there there was some indication that, you know, part of his comments when he when he got introduced today in his press conference um, was that he wanted to be around the winning culture, that, you know, there was something that he saw within Texas and saw within, you know, Chris Young and uh, Bruce Bochy. And, you know, he saw a winning factor. So... You know, to me, I, I think that the, the the there's a there's a bottom line to where you gotta treat your superstar with respect. These guys nowadays, they they want to get respected, you know, for everything that they've done for the organization, for the fans, and you know that's all it took. You you I I would understand if the Grom, if the Grom, you know, was offered a four year, one forty, one fifty, one sixty, or whatever. I would have understood that. They didn't do that. So, you know, they offered him a 120 thinking that that was okay, you know, to try to confuse the fans and, 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 and thinking, oh, because 120 for three years is a lot of money that we offered. No, you should have offered him more. And even though I would have not went for five, six years, I definitely would have gave him a three or four um, for more money. And it was just it was just that. It was never about him wanting to to you know us not wanting him which is the fact that you know with you as an owner you know and you proving that you you're gonna put your money out there i mean you did it with with uh you did it with uh francisco lindor you did it with max serger and you did it with justin verlander you know you're 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 supposed to 
offer your franchise guy a good chunk. You know, they, they were putting him as the next Tom Seaver. They had him there when the statue was revealed. Um, and he was sitting next to Seaver's family. And he was, you know, it, it looked like that was the guy. He wasn't even he wasn't even playing at that time. You know, he was injured. But he was still there because they, they, they wanted him to sit next to Seaver's family. They wanted him to see the statue revealing because they, they promised him on the picture that was sold to him. And, automat and you know, automatically it, it, it didn't work. You know, he, he got his money, he got his his deal, um, and, you know, he's happy. He seems happy. If you look at his press conference, which I saw this morning, he was happy. You know, he gave credit to where credit was due. He said that if the Mets, um, you know, without the Mets, he wouldn't be where he's at. So, you know, it was just all about the respect. And I think, you know, that, that plays into to a big factor when it comes to the judge situation. If you didn't sign him to that type of deal, he would have went to San Francisco you know, you you didn't respect them. You didn't respect them because a two thirty, I mean a two thirteen million dollar contract for seven years wasn't it, and you knew it from the start. And you know, of course, people were gonna be like, "Well, we didn't know what he was gonna do after that." Listen, at the end of the day, he's proven that he can be trusted. He's he's played well in the postseason. He's played well all season. Everybody wants him to be the man in this team, and he is. You should have offered him way more, and he wouldn't have gone through this. Um, so, you know, they took care of their job. Now it's just adding more pieces and really trying to fix this team up. But yeah, man, Aaron Judge is still with the Yankees for three, for 360 million in nine years. Um, and he's promised the captain role for the New York Yankees. On to another topic that I want to talk about. And that goes right into my DeGrom, uh, thing. And it was the Grom introduction with, uh, the Texas Rangers um, they had him at the podium. They gave him the hat. They gave him the uh, the jersey. And again, watching it made me pretty sad, man. It made me pretty sad. I was a uh, you know I was upset. You know, am I happy that the Mets signed Justin Verlander? Yes, and I'm gonna tell you why. There may be Mets fans that are not because you know you you gave him the same deal as you gave Serger. Um, you got him on a two year deal, which is good by the way. Okay, you got him on a two-year deal, um, eighty-six million. You know he he he's not here for that long. Um, you know, depending on how he pitches his first season, that that'll be you know then people will kind of determine on how they feel about that. But you got him on a good deal. You 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 know what you're you're, you're getting out of him. He's he's proven he can pitch in the bright lights. Uh, you know he's pitched a no hitter. He won the Cy Young uh, last season. Man, he's 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 great, man. He is great, but you know with Jake, it's he's a homegrown guy, man. And I'm a Jake fan myself. Um, I just feel bad the way he was he was treated. Uh, I felt like they should have given him more money. Um, the years is acceptable, three years, four years, but I felt like they should have given him more money. And listen, if he didn't take it and he still signed with the Texas Rangers, so be it. You know, you can't get mad because you offered him your top offer and he still didn't want to take it. Then you really can't be mad at Cohen. But, you know, Jake just looks so weird in that jersey, man. I would have never pictured him, pictured him in a Texas Rangers jersey. Um, maybe in an Atlanta, if he, if he would have went to Atlanta, and sign with the Braves, I could see it. Uh, but the, with the Texas Rangers, I, I I don't know. It was very weird. I got a little bit emotional because I grew up on this kid. Um, 
you know, while all the BS with the with Syndergaard was going on, you know, and Syndergaard not being here half the time, he was putting in the work, he was, you know, taking over the spot, because it was supposed to be Syndergaard that was supposed to be the the next Jacob DeGrom. It didn't happen. Um, Jacob DeGrom took over the top spot, ended up, you know, performing the best he's ever performed in 20 in both 2018 and 19, won those two years Cy Young Award uh, awards, and you know proved that he is the best player in baseball. And you know I've been blessed enough to not only see him on my TV when he's pitched, but I've been blessed enough to see him pitch at live games. You know I can sit here and say that I've been able to do that. Uh, you know it's it's, it's just a it's just a, a sad it's a sad thing to see. Um, it's gonna be emotional for me to see him if he comes to City Field on August 28th through August 30th and when the Texas Rangers come here and play us I hope he's playing us I hope it's him against Verlander uh, and that'll be a matchup for the ages um, it's like I said it's 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 gonna be sad but I can't wait I think at the end of the day uh, you know you 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 put yourself in positions to to, to succeed Obviously, you know, Steve Cohen didn't didn't succeed on Jacob DeGrom. You you live and you learn. Not even if you live and you learn, you've got to move on. As Met fans, you've got to move on. But I think he's going to have a successful season with the Rangers. If he stays healthy, everything will go great. Um, if he's not, you know, best wishes to him. I, I like, a, you know, did. Shout out to Cousins as part of the MLB spaces on on Twitter that I'm always there. Um, he says that regardless of what happens, he's going to be rooting for the Rangers and Jake because he personally he is a Jake fan. Um, and you know he, he his love are the Mets, but he's a Jake fan as well. He's going to be rooting for the Rangers. You know, I wish I was like that, but I know for a fact that you know when I see them, I'm going to wish that they lost. I'm not going to wish that they get hurt. That that's just something different. But I'm I'm gonna see him. I'm gonna you know not boo him when he comes out. I'll probably boo him when they start playing. But I know that uh, I'll boo him. Uh, you know when I see him on TV, I'll probably boo him when he if he pitches against us, uh, just because that's just the fan in me. But you know I'll give him a standing ovation when he when he gets back. Um, I think he's deserving of that. I, I think he he. Uh, um, I think he he he's shown this organization that he could be as loyal as he could. He's done so much for this organization, and he said in his press conference, you know, they got a special place in my heart. They 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 got a special place in my heart. Um, I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. So, you know, there will be Met fans out there that are gonna boo him. Uh, that that really don't understand the business side of it. And you know, I, I listen. Ain't nobody gonna tell. Ain't nobody gonna tell me what I can and can't boo, or who I can and can't boo. I'm not booing, but I know there will be people that will boo. I'm definitely giving this guy the respect that he deserves. Um, you know, he wants to support his family, and that's what he did. He earned it. Um, even though he hasn't been on the field for a long amount of time, uh, you know, I, that's why, from Mets' perspective, I understand why they didn't give him what they gave him. Um, what the what the Rangers gave him. But, you know, he's done so much for us. The fans have always stood by him. I think the most goosebumped game that I that I, I, I could remember um, out of all the games that I've been to with, with Jacob DeGrom on the mound, to me, 
to me was that game when he came back uh, August 13th uh, when we played the Braves and we won. Uh, just, you know, watching the camera and, you know, watching them go behind Jake playing simple man, you know, the crowd, you know, cheering him on, but also just, you know, you could feel the, the, the intensity, you could feel the, the, the love you can, you could just, it, it gave me goosebumps, man. And, you know, I, I, I was at that time when I was watching that game and I was, I, I said it to myself, I said, man, I'm blessed to have somebody to have this great of a pitcher in my rotation. Um, now it's no more. Um, I'm not, I don't want to put too much pressure on Justin Verlander because this man has been here before. This man has pitched in big situations. This man has pitched under the light. So I know that he will do great. I know he will be the best Justin Verlander he can be. I love his brother. I think his brother, his brother is funny as hell, but his brother is real at the same time. His brother doesn't sugarcoat anything. Uh, so I'm glad to have both of them on board. I can't wait for the season. I hope, you know, like I said, I'm not rushing things. We still have to figure out what we're going to do with our bullpen, um, if we're going to sign Senga, if we're going to sign Brandon Nimmo. So there's, you know, even if we sign Run, uh, Rodon, Carlos Rodon could possibly come here too. You just, you know, and it's better for us. You just never know. So I think, you know, there's a lot of questions and answers to be said and to be asked when it comes to the Mets, but there's still time. There's time to really figure things out. And, man, I can't wait. I really can't wait. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Like I said it in my in the first uh, report when I put out the, the, the special report um, about Jacob DeGrom signing with the Texas Rangers. I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I hope he stays healthy and kills um, for, for the Rangers because, um, you know, like I said, he never did nothing bad to this organization or these fans. He's always, he was always respected, and he looked like he was happy. So, you know, respect to him. Wish him nothing but the best, and, you know, hopefully you do pitch that game when the Mets come because with all due respect, you know, we might beat you <laughs> if the Mets could touch you. Uh, but with that being said, I'm going to head up. I'm going to talk about the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, and this is going to be very short. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals signing Wilson Contreras uh, to a five-year, $87.5 million deal, and right off the bat, the Cardinals got their catcher. The Cardinals got their catcher. The Cardinals got somebody that not not only is very well behind the plate, uh, but can hit for power. Um, I think at this point, the Cardinals are not really going to make any more moves. I think they're sustained with their team. You have uh, a former uh, an MVP like uh, Goldschmidt. You have somebody uh, I don't really know who they have at second, so that's my mistake. Um, but you have Arenado at third. You have, you know, you have a, uh, an incredible outfield. And, you know, you have Contreras. I, I, I think that's a formidable team that definitely can, you know, put 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 some pressure on. I mean, you know, we, we took three out of four from the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> and I was blessed to go to those games, part of my package. So, you know, taking the game against the Cardinals and them, and, you know, them, them winning, uh, when I, when I say them winning, I mean the Mets. Uh, the Mets, you know, prevailing through with the Cardinals uh, against the Cardinals. It, it 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 definitely was a good uh, a good feeling. Uh, but you know, the Cardinals, no matter what, are 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 forced to be reckoned with. I think uh, they'll definitely do something, and they'll definitely, you know, turn a lot of heads 
as far as that. But we'll see how it goes. I, you know, the replacement of Yadier Molina and, you know, just trying to get that out the heads and really, you know, bringing in a guy who already off the bat looked like they weren't going to sign him. Uh, and, you know, fans knew that as well. That's why he got the, you know, standings ovations that he got. So, you know, now he's with a team uh, that's not too far from Chicago, but that is in a position to compete, is in a position to, you know, still go ahead and go through. And, you know, you never know. The, the Cardinals have a good farm system, and the Cardinals know how to, you know, build and spend and, and get the right guys for whatever, you know, money they can get. But, you know, hats off to Wilson Contreras for finally getting the bag. I hope he is successful out there in St. Louis, except when he faces the Mets. And, you know, we'll see how they are. We'll see how they how they turn out. We'll see how comfortable he is in St. Louis. Um, another team that could possibly get a big star is the San Francisco Giants. The San Francisco Giants have still been trying to look into getting somebody big, especially with the loss of Aaron Judge. I think, uh, I think you know, Aaron Judge, how can I say this? Like I said, I think Aaron Judge was pictured to go to the San Francisco Giants. It didn't work out. And, you know, now they're going after uh, possibly Carlos Correa. Evelyn Goria is not going to be on the team. I don't think Crawford's on the team anymore. I think he's on the one-year deal. I don't remember his money, like his, his, his contract. But I do know that if they look into this guy, um, not much is going to be done. The San Francisco Giants team, you know, it's, I don't really see them winning a division. Excuse me, excuse me. I don't, I don't see them winning the division at all. I do see them kind of. How do I say it? I do see them kind of getting in the way, of, and and not even in the way. I don't know. They, they, that, that team to me, they, they don't seem like they're very, uh, like they're very competitive. I think you sign, you sign um, Carlos Correa, but you're, what are you adding with them? Um, you know, obviously Mitch Hanniger was a good pickup. I think Mitch Hanniger would have been a good pickup for anybody, but I don't see them competing. But they might give him the bag, and he might be going over there. It was weird, anyways, when he decided to go to fucking Minnesota. So I didn't see that coming at all. Um, but I knew he was going to opt out of that contract, and he might be going to San Francisco. So I'm sorry, Minnesota. I hope you enjoyed this fucking time, even though it was weird as shit. Uh, but, hey, what can you do? <laughs> but I think the Giants will sign him. I think he'll go to San Francisco, and I think he'll have a breakout year that year. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just time for Correa because so much of his career was with the Houston Astros. He won one title. Um possibly could have won one if he didn't sign with the Twins and, you know, if the Astros didn't get lucky with Jeremy Pena, which I think they did. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I think the Giants dodged the bullet with Chris Bryant. Now the Rockies got to pay for that. Uh, the Rockies are you're probably in the conversation to sign Brandon Nimmo, but we'll get to that in a couple seconds. Uh, with that being said, um, I want to talk about the Xander Bogarts uh, situation. Last night, Xander Bogarts 
or this morning, I should say. I don't know if it was around like 11 or 12 in the a.m. Uh, but Xander Bogarts, excuse me, Xander Bogarts signed a two-year, 80 million. Uh, sorry, signed an 11-year, 280 million dollar contract with the San Diego Padres. Now, I could be wrong. But what I'm going to do right now, as we're in the middle of, uh, as we are in the middle of, you know, talking about this, I want to check up, uh, which I'm going to search right now. I want to search up Xander Bogart's, uh, his injury history real quick. I just want to check that out because some, you know, I was on one of the Twitter spaces and I said, my my take with them signing Xander Bogarts was the fact that I didn't think it was smart. I think you're signing somebody that is probably not going to be on the field every day. Um, I don't even think he's worth that many years. Uh, then somebody kind of rebuttaled and said that he was only injured like one year or so. Uh, so I could be wrong. But what I will do is check that out right now. So let me just check that out. I uh, Let me see. In injury history... Let's see. I think they should have it um, right here. Let me see. Fox Sports put it up. Okay. Um, hmm. You have. It, this is the thing, though. They, 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 they does it doesn't tell you um, what. It doesn't tell you like how long he was out. But like in 2019. Uh, he had a, fra a fractured left ankle. I'm sure that came, came, uh, kept him off for about a month or two. Um, on June 29th, he had a calf situation. Then on 20, uh, then on the 13th of 2020, he had a lower half. Then you know the 31st of August of 21, he had COVID. Uh, the four, the fourth, April 4th, um, April 8th, sorry, 20, 2022, he had a hamstring issue. May 20th. He had a uh, a wrist issue. The July third, he had a thigh issue. July six, uh, August sixteenth, he had a shin issue. Um, but his numbers here are fifteen home runs, seventy three RBIs, and a three uh three oh seven, uh, a three oh seven average. I think Xander Bogarts probably would have been solid for the Mets. Uh, probably would have been playing third. I think uh, Escobar would have been a DH. Um, but I don't know. I just don't. When you're trying to sign Nemo, you're trying to sign Senga. I don't think the Xander Bogarts is the way to go. If he fits the Padres, he fits the Padres. Listen, the Padres with them now are a much dangerous team than they were before because you know you're, you're having Tatis come back. Then you you know you bring in Bogarts to play short. You have uh, your second baseman at Cronenworth, and then who's really your third base? Your your first baseman. Uh, that's the question that everybody wants to wants to know. Um, but just the combination of Machado, Bogarts, uh, yeah, Machado, Bogarts, Tatis, and Soto. That that's that's dangerous, man, and that's that's a playoff team right there. Um, and let's see if they can bounce back to the season that they had a lot, the you know the magical season, I should say, because of what they did with the Dodgers. Um, let's see if they can repeat that. But Xander Bogarts is officially a pirate, and he's there for 11 years, $280 million. Um, and 
the only thing I could say is, listen, man, congrats. You know, you Boston didn't want you, and you know, now Boston uh, has gone into the uh, Masa Masataka kid, uh, and you know, they they you're moving on to to better things. You got your money. I don't think the Boston Red Sox are gonna pay you that at all. So you know, congratulations to you, bro. And now. You know, now he's a San Diego Padres. You just made that San Diego Padres team much better. So I would say Dodgers look out. Because, <laughs> you know, listen, the Dodgers are still a, a fire team, regardless of what you say. Just the fact that you have Will Smith still, you still have Freddie Freeman, you still have fucking uh, Francisco uh, uh, Lindor. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that we'll see how that turns out. Just these, 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 you know, signings and, and, and stuff like that, man, is making me excited for next season. I just hope that the Mets sign Brandon Nimmo, sign Senga, and bring some hope for the bullpen. And I'll, I'll be much happier than what me and everybody else are right now because we just don't know. It's looking like we may not get Brandon Nimmo. Uh, and if we don't, and he ends up going to a, mid, a Midwest team and he ends up playing for, like, a Colorado or something like that where he grew up a fan of, he grew up a fan of Colorado, you just never know. So we'll see, man. We'll, we'll definitely see. Um, speaking of Brandon Nimmo, you know, his free agency status is very, 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 uh, it's giving me anxiety, man. Brandon Nimmo is a guy that the Mets cannot lose. And I'm going to say that again. Brandon fucking Nimmo is a guy that the Mets cannot lose. Simply because of the fact that, you know, he gives so much, not only on defense, mind you, he's been so better on defense than what he had, than what he has been his last couple years he's been so great defensively and you know he hits the ball well offensively um i think you know he still gives the mets a lot of depth on on defense but you know you're also you're also talking about the fact that my man deserve my man is, is getting his money Regardless of what it is, you 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 talk about his agent Scott Boris. Oh, you already know the 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 light bulb goes off. You're like, yep, this guy this guy's gonna get the most that he can get. And listen, he he listen he he deserves it. Um, you know he, I think now that the reports come out that possibly the Mets are you know are not very you know too intrigued like they were yesterday because reports came out yesterday that they were both intrigued in signing him and Senga. Um, now that they're not that optim optimistic to getting him, which you know almost made me cry. You you never know with you never know what could happen. I think you know they'll offer him something. I don't think they're gonna offer him six years, six seven years. Like that's like like what he's looking for. I think they'll give give him a good decent contract. Um, but it's just up to him and where he wants to go. Um, should he give the Mets a discount? Absolutely. Uh, I think he should. Um, I think. He'll be great for this team. He knows where he knows this team very well. He knows where this team is going. He knows the buzz that you know this team has made. So to me, I you know, I, it's very. I'm constantly checking my Twitter, constantly checking my phone because you just never know. Scott Boris had one thing in mind from what it seemed like, and he wanted to wait for Aaron Judge to sign. Um, that's what it looked like. You know, I just don't know. So you know, we'll see. How that play, how that plays out, we'll see what he does. You know, a lot of these guys are trying to get their money. That's why you know Nemo didn't sign right away. That's why Correa didn't sign anyway. And and I understand it. So 
we'll see where he goes again do I want him back as a diehard Mets fan yes I fucking do I love Brandon Nimmo I love his energy I love the positivity he makes his teammates better he makes the clubhouse better and he just plays with hustle and heart he plays the right way and we need that um he was he was great as a leadoff so we're we're missing a huge gap there um as as far as defensively on the gap you know we're missing a lot there so I appreciate it of course um with what he's done with this organization with this team but I want him back I want him back I want him I want them to get Senga you know we could do it Steve Cohen gave us an expectation gave us a window and gave us you know showed us that he's willing to spend he doesn't give a shit because that's what you're supposed to do to win so we'll see we'll see how that goes um I'm gonna take a turn into the NBA I'm gonna talk about the Knicks real quick the Knicks last night they beat the Atlanta Hawks 113-89 um obviously it was a a good win not too not I'm not gonna get crazy about it cause you know this front office pisses me off in ways I can uh, you don't understand um you know great win Julius Randle went off take 34 points uh 17 rebounds um 5 assists you know like I said before in the other comment Julius Randle looks like the guy that he's supposed to be Julius Randle looks like the guy that um was playing there at COVID year. It it, it, it it helps because he can get his trade value up. You know, I want him traded. I don't think he's the guy that can get us to where we need to get to. Um, but, you know, he's playing right. He's playing well. And I'm not one of those guys that's going to be like, you know what, fuck this team. Um, you know, I'm never going to watch again. Or I'm not gonna, never going to watch until Leon... No, listen, I've been loyal to sports, loyal to to how the way it runs, loyal to my teams, loyal to how, you know, how it is. And just because I'm saying loyal doesn't mean that I'm not upset, that I'm not upset about how they run the organization, about what decisions they're making. I mean, shit, they're fucking benching Cam Reddish. They're, they're, they're literally a guy that can help us both from both sides of the ball can help us. He's a scoring man. He, he can score. He can fucking play defense. He's quick on his feet. Like, come on, man. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, a lot of people are like, man, you know, with Tibbs' experience, why do you want him fired? Bro, for somebody that is a defensive coach, we're not, we're not supposed to be, you know, 30th defensively. That means whatever game plan you have defensive-wise, now, granted, granted, right? Like I said, I'm always I'm always about giving credit when credit is due. Granted, our last two games that we won, the defense the defense has been there. But we don't know if it could be consistent because when it comes to Knicks and consistency, we've never mixed. We've never mixed. You talk about making the playoffs in 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 2021 and then the next season after that, we go 37 and 45. Right, if I'm not mistaken, 37 and 45. We don't make shit. We finish 11th in the... Co- we literally finished 11th in our conference. We didn't do shit. So the consistency was right off the bat. Um, but, you know, there's just a, you, don't, you just don't do that. You know, and you're going to trade. And then the worst part about it, and I think every Knicks fan is upset about that. You're trying to get rid of Evan Fournier's contract because you know Evan Fournier wasn't 
the right signing to begin with. Nobody wanted Evan Fournier. Fucking Fournier, bro. Bro, for every other team, he's he sucks. But when it comes to the Celtics, he wants to be played like a fucking superstar. Nobody wanted him. I don't even know why you picked him up, right? You you, you picked him up for what? So now that you gave him that ridiculous, stupid contract, now you want to trade him, but you're going to use our assets who we should be keeping to grow this team to not only grow this team, but to get a star in here, and you're going to trade one of them or two of them to get rid of this fucking guy that should have never gotten the contract that he did, that he got. So now it fucking sucks because it's like, dude, you know, man, you see, I can't even finish my sentence because, you know, you have that, and then you have the fact that Zach Levine is coming back, you know, and not coming back, I'm sorry, why am I saying that? The fact that they want to go after Zach Levine in the trade deadline. We don't need Zach Levine. They're, they're, listen, my, my boy Andre, and for, for a lot of you that have heard the podcast, you know who Andre is. He's probably going to look at me like I'm stupid because Zach Levine, you know, is Zach Levine. He's, he's, he, you know, he's still a scoring machine and whatever. Zach Levine is not the same. Okay, Zach Levine has digressed. Zach Levine... Doesn't seem like he's, you know, to who he used to be. And I don't need that. I, I really don't need that. You want to bring me DeMar DeRozan? I'll, I'll be okay with that. I'll be okay with that. But don't give me Zach Levine. I don't need, especially as a business, from a business standpoint, especially with that stupid contract. I don't need him. I don't need him. I don't want him. But, you know, I've, I've said it in Nick's, spaces, Nick's Twitter space time and time again. I'm a youngin'. I started watching the Knicks around 2011, around the same time, 2010, 2011, around the same time that they signed Carmelo Anthony, and I remember the buzz when we brought Melo. It was like, wow, like a breath of fresh air, like finally, we have a fucking, a, a, a winner, a fucking winner, somebody that, that can help their team and, and, and can bring us to where we want to get to, to win a damn title. That was the feeling of when we got Carmelo Anthony. It's not going to be the same thing with Zach Levine. No Nick wants him. Now, that's just my opinion. If Zach Levine ends up taking us to where we need to get to, and, you know, we we, we, we get into the playing tournament and we end up getting into the first round, I'm not going to fucking be like, nah, fuck this team because we're going to get squashed anyways and we're going to be eliminated. No, I'm a cheer. I'm a, I'm Because that's just who I am. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't that that doesn't take away the fact that that I'm here sitting thinking that the Knicks are in good positions. No, I, I still want the Knicks to trade Leon Rose. I mean, fire Leon Rose. I still want Tom Thibodeau out. I still want Randall traded. Um, don't know what the fuck is going on with RJ, but we're not gonna get into that. Um, but listen, it 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 is what it is what it is. It 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 is what it is. There's 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 only, there's only so much you can do. As a Nick fan, only so much you could do, and I and I've like I said, I've said it on Nick spaces before. If unless somebody goes up to Leon Rose and James Dolan or Tom Thibodeau, if anybody sees him and and really says these things that we talk about, it's not gonna change. You know, like I said, Randall is playing great, so he's playing good so far, way better than how he was playing last season, and. He's getting his trade value up, but we know they're not going to trade him because in Leon Rose's mind, they're trying to build around Randall. Randall is their superstar, quote-unquote, and they're not going to trade him. And if they see him playing the way they see him playing now and he continues his consistency, 
they're they're not looking at it like, oh, yeah, all right, now you know teams are gonna want him. Let's trade him. They're gonna keep him. Um, but I'm not gonna bash Randall. Like I said, I still believe that they need to trade him, but I'm not gonna bash him. If I'm gonna cheer him on, and if he does good for my team or whatever, you know, good. But but I'd be even more happier if they traded him. It's just that's just my opinion. But hey, you know, the Knicks won. They won their second uh game at home. Um two-game win streak. Now they head to Charlotte. Hopefully they beat Charlotte. I know Charlotte kind of gave Brooklyn Nets a game, uh, but I hope it doesn't happen to us. I hope we, you know, we go and we beat them and we're back to 500. We're a game under 500. We're uh, 12 and 13. And, you know, let's, let's, our best, if, if our best, if they're not going to tank, our best chance is to make the play-in. I, you know, I do want a high draft pick. It may, may, may or may not happen. But if and if that's not gonna happen, the best thing I could say is let's make the play and hopefully we get into the first round. If not, no, and no Nick fan is gonna be shocked because no Nick fan wants that. Knicks wanna they wanna tank to get a high draft pick so we can build around and actually change the culture around here and get to the fucking playoffs. So we'll we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yes, the Knicks uh, beat the Atlanta Hawks without the Jonte Murray, I should say. Um, because you know RJ Barrett hurt his uh ankle. Um, he's gonna be out for two weeks. So I think the game would have not been that big of a blowout if Dejounte Murray was back in. But hey, a win is a win. So the Knicks win one thirteen to eighty nine and take on the Charlotte uh, Hornets on Friday. Uh, speaking of basketball, man, <laughs> I don't know if anybody, <laughs> I don't know if any of you saw the Celtics and Suns game. Bro, bro, that Suns defense looked dead, dead. I mean, and the Celtics capitalized it. Um, you know, a lot of the guys couldn't from the Suns couldn't get to their spots. A lot of the guys, you know, Chris Paul tried, um, but Chris Paul, as, as much of his, as a veteran that he is, you know, he's coming back from an injury again. You know, this guy seems like he's very fragile. When it comes to you know injuries and it's not you know he's not the same, but I you know but the Celtics handle their business in Phoenix. Uh, they really couldn't guard Jason Tatum like that. Jason Tatum was going off. Jalen Brown was going off. Um, even uh, Grant Williams. Grant Williams just found his spots even behind the line, behind the three point line, and he was making three points. You know they just seemed comfortable, man. They were blowing these guys out, um, and man. That game was disgusting. The, the, the Celtics, in the, and this is why I wanted to touch on this, because I wanted to touch on the Celtics and kind of, you know, talk about what the Celtics, you know, how how good they are. Man, you you, you, you realize that Jason Tatum is, 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 trying to, is, is trying to, you know, make up for his mistakes in the finals. I think Jason Tatum, you know, he, he, he showed out. He showed out. You know, he was able to uh, really, really put on a good performance last night. And he's trying to show that, hey, listen, I wasn't, that wasn't me in the NBA Finals. You know, we didn't complete the goal. We didn't get to, we didn't bring the title. Let's go do this shit again. Let's go do this shit again. Let's, let, let's go eat. You know, let, let's, let's show that we are the team that we, that we are. And let's win a title this year. It's not gonna, it's not gonna make me happy because I fucking hate the Celtics, but you know, they're 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 on a roll path right now, um, and you know that that Celtics team is dangerous. 
Um, if anybody saw the game against the Celtics and the Knicks, they killed us from three, and we just couldn't stop them. You know, and they're they're a really good fucking team, dude, and they're gonna do a lot of damage in the playoffs. In my opinion, I think they'll make you know the NBA Finals. Uh, but we'll see, man. We'll we'll definitely see. I I for, for personally me, I I think that uh, <laughs> I think that the Celtics. I don't, I don't see anybody beating the Celtics to be honest with you. And that's just my opinion. I really don't see anybody beating the Celtics. Um, I could be wrong, but we'll see, man. We'll, we'll definitely see. Uh, but that game was a blowout. The Celtics ended up beating the Suns one twenty-five to ninety-eight, and <laughs> who who knows who who knows what team is gonna stop them. But just you know, every I, if, if you haven't been on the lookout, be on the lookout now. Cause that's that's what it is. With that being said, um, I'm gonna just get into the Giants and then I'm gonna wrap it up. The Giants ended up playing the Washington Commanders. Uh, the game was kind of slow for both teams. Uh, defensively, the Giants had an okay game. Um, Daniel Jones had an okay game, way better than what he had against the Lions, uh, or and against the 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 fucking uh, Cowboys in the second half. Uh, he played more, more like he was in the first half against the Cowboys um, when it came to this game against the Commanders on Sunday. Uh, the Giants' defense dropped the ball with one minute and 45 seconds left of the fourth quarter. They let Heineken, they let Heineken to Tyler, uh, Taylor Heineken score, and you know they when they let him score, you know he found his op- he found his openings, and they were able to you know they were down I think it was what 20 to like. 10 or something like that no right 20 to 14 20 20 20 to 14 or something like that you know they were able to to score tie the game it was sent to overtime and you know as much as the Giants had a chance I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now the Giants had a chance to win that game if um I forgot his name I think his last name is Lawrence if he didn't get that that flag for the unsports unsportsmanlike conduct Whew, I think that would have been a game changer. I, th- listen, like I said, the Giants had a lot of uh, had a much better opportunity than what the fucking Commanders did to score touchdowns and to uh, to win the game. They didn't, and now you know not only is it a tie. Next Sunday, uh, well, this Sunday I should say, because next Sunday we go to to Washington to play the Commanders. I think there we can get a win, but this Sunday we got to play the eleven and one fucking Eagles and I'm just like oh no I don't know how that game is going to go personally as a fan of the Giants I don't know how that game is going to go it's very hard to tell I think you know the Giants defensively is the defense is is what got them here and what got them to where they're at the run game is what got them to where they're at Um, I think their passing game is getting a little better but man both offensively and defensively this Eagles team is dangerous they're dangerous, and it's going to be hard to stop them. So, you know, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Brian Doble, and the rest of this not, um, Giants defense, they're in for the run of their money. I hope they beat them and shock everybody and give and give the Eagles their second loss. And, you know, it's a scary time. It's a scary time right now, uh, just this week. Um, the Giants right now are in the wild card position. With the way the Cowboys are playing and with the way the Eagles are playing, they're not they're not winning the division, but they're in the wild card, and that's all I can ask for. Hopefully, you know, win the wild card, head over to the to you know 
to the first round and 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 really you know shock people but it's, it's just a good feeling man it's a good feeling i haven't had this feeling since the mets uh made the wall you know obviously we should have won the division but the mets were still in playoff atmosphere i went to game one even though we got blown out seven nothing because max Serger had to drop the fucking ball um i think uh i i think it helps a lot i think uh yeah uh the giants are in a good position so you know i just say hold hold your hold your head and hopefully the Giants could pull out a magical victory against a hot team like the Philadelphia Eagles. And I can't wait for this Sunday. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap it up over here. Um, hopefully, you know, more news on the winter meetings happens tonight. If not tomorrow, you know, stay on the edge of your feet for that. And, you know, uh, I'll probably, if Brandon Nimmo signs or whoever signs, either I'll put it into next week's episode or I'll put it into a, a special a special report episode. But... Anyways, guys, I'm out. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Um, you know, just stay safe out there. You know, stay blessed. Hope, hope everybody's, you know, is not getting too sick from this damn fucking flu virus. I think it is whatever it is because right now everybody's sick and you don't know what the hell it is between the flu or COVID. But stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you guys on the, on the next episode. Peace.